Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Alana and I just wanted to tell you all that we're going to be leaving. We're taking a vacation. We'll be gone for a while, and uh, I know it's sudden, but we just decided this morning. Well, how long's a while? I mean, you just got the biggest promotion of your career. You'll have to wait. We want to see you all one last time before we go. And tell you how much we love you. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, careful, Lana. She's going to be crying. Oh, no, Mom. Oh, it's something we have to do. It's a, it's a trip that we've been talking about for a long time. Where are you going? Not far. Well, send us a postcard, at least. <laughs> uh, the people we love... You have no idea how much we will miss you. We'll miss you too. Alright y'all, welcome back to yet another installment of A Light in the Sky, a 4400 recap slash review show. Um, I am one of your hosts, one of your two hosts, Rain Coleman, uh, Carefree Black Nerd, of course. And tonight with me, like every other episode, I have Mr. Robert. Go ahead, sir. Hey, it's uh, Robert Jeffrey, co-host of Align the Sky, the greatest and only 4400 podcast <laughs> on the internet. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Internet. Yes, indeed. Let them folks know. Um, yes, guys, <laughs> when you're listening to this episode and any other episode of A Light in the Sky, and when you're watching the 4400, however you watch it, DVD box set, Netflix, streaming, YouTube, whatever, use that hashtag AL4400, A Light 4400, as that is the official hashtag of the official 4400 review show. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so tonight, y'all, we are on season two, episode seven, "Life Interrupted," uh, and it goes as this: When Tom arrives at Intec, he learns that no one has ever heard of the forty-four hundred. Tom and Diana track down a man into a museum. Bruh, give give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts, man. Uh, so. This, I'm going to go ahead, and I don't think I've ever said this, um, had I mentioned this before. This is my favorite episode of the entire series. Bro! Yeah. My. This is my favorite episode. This is the, this is the episode that I, as a writer, that I wish I had written. Yes. And, And it kind of, and it holds a, kind of a special place amongst a lot of my favorite, like, sci, like, favorite sci fi episodes of Mm -hmm. all time. Uh, and I was just like, hot wait, <laughs> did they put on like five pairs of big boy pants? Bro. <laughs> yes. But that's, this is, this is special. This is a special one. For me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, having only seen as many episodes as you and I have watched for this show, this is my all time hands down favorite episode of 4400 period. Like, I, and it it caught me off guard. Like, I literally, I was like laying in the bed watching on my phone. Like, okay, this, I just, I I didn't even have any expectations. I just started watching. This is my favorite, period. (laughs) Bro, okay. Um, so, 
I don't even know. Well, I'll, I'll say this. This reminded me of a lot of, and I've made this comparison before, but a lot of like X-Men comics where you have these pocket dimensions and in, in one or two issues we spend a ah, hundred years with some characters. I think in one of the more recent runs of X-Men Gold, Storm and Wolverine were like in some snow globe and they spent, I don't know, 60 years or for every second in the real world it was like two weeks or something. Yeah. Bro, this... I'm sorry, it's this kinda, is my favorite. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, man, it's, it's, a, it's a what if. Yeah. It's, it's, a what, it's a Marvel what if. Done well. And, yeah, done really well. And you have other sci-fi series which have done the same thing. Like, you know, what, what could have happened if, you know, we went down this route versus, you know, this route. And, I mean, I've even seen it in Arrow. You know where mm-hmm. you know you have the you know the idea of the multiverse, and then you get to see you know and just the different different paths that could have been taken, and and the way that they did it though, within the con you know what you know I guess what the end result is is mm-hmm. like oh wow okay, so that's <laughs> that's how you did it yeah um, and they were able to fit in a forty four hundred you know into you know this um what well, what we're about to you know kind of what what we're about to go into basically yeah and the other thing that kind of gets me is that this is (laughs) the episode that they show after jordan after the assassination yes that that was smart i thought that yeah that was smart Ooh, man okay okay so uh i guess getting right into it we um well i will say the the recaps um, they they didn't even. I still wasn't expecting what we got. And like you said, coming off of Jordan's assassination, this was a very interesting place to put this episode. Um, I, I think if I had have read this in comic book form, I probably would have been you know excited, but maybe a bit more angry. Like, are they going to tell us this was a what was that old school soap opera? Um. Was it, uh, I don't know, where the guy woke up and it was like a dream. The whole series was a dream. I think um, if I'd have been, oh, it's a dynasty? I, no, that can't be it. Um, uh, no, dynasty, I mean, I know there was like the whole thing shot JR. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. Let's just quote Biggie and say it was all a dream. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all a dream. Yes. Uh, and, you, and normally you hate that. Like, you, you hate that trope. Because it seems like it's just an easy way out. Like you know, and it, when it's done really well, yeah, then it doesn't matter. And and whoever's listened to this episode kind of knows where we're going with this. But the best example that I remember seeing was actually on Batman the Animated Series. Okay, where I cannot remember the episode, but it was one of the later seasons where uh, straight up Bat- Batgirl gets knocked off of the building by Scarecrow, and then Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon, finds her body. And then unmask her, and basically she—that's how he figures out that, you know, he figures out Bruce Wayne, Batman, that that that, and the entire episode is him meeting a very hardcore manhunt mm-hmm. against Batman, mm-hmm. Robin, and Night, and it's just like all the just you know everything kind of falling you know down yeah. around Batman, but then it turns out that it was um, that girl had been uh, dosed 
with Scarecrow's fear victim and yeah. this toxin, and then it turned out that that was her greatest fear. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So that 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 was an interesting way of doing. That was actually a really good way of using that whole the whole trope of like it was all a dream. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think this is another example of it's not exactly a dream, but it's it kind of comes comes close to it, and yeah. the way they explain it off is very. Is very interesting and very yeah. Balls. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, I even was okay with that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we open up on now, mind you, okay, I think it's very important to um, address the recaps because you know, as in most TV shows, they'll take when something is going to happen or someone's going to be addressed in the current episode. A lot of the recaps will include. Scenes that even if you haven't seen this person in five episodes, if they're in it, it'll include those scenes. The scene that was part of the recap right before the show opened was of uh, Kyle um, with the gun from like when he threw that stuff in the river, and then him yeah. in the mirror, kind of having his Rihanna Disturbia thing going on, <laughs> and then we open right up on this like. Bright sunny suburban street, uh, guy throwing newspapers, Tom coming down the steps, and and Kyle is, you know, a preppy kid. He's he everything feels the same. Like you don't even know anything is off in this first scene, which I think is so great. Like, yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a normal morning. Now, the only thing, at least with Kyle, and it's and once again, this is within the context of. Like, I've seen this episode numerous times, so mm-hmm. I can't remember the first time I saw it. If I was just like, wait. But the only thing I can notice is different is he's he's dressed preppy. Yeah. Like you said, he before, in the episodes before, his hair is a little disheveled. Mm-hmm. He is not wearing a tie. He's always wearing a hoodie with, like, a polo or yeah. you know, a T-shirt. Not even a polo. And now it's just like, hey, it's time to go to, you know, college. college right. right. <laughs> Where's a tie to college? Right. Um, so that's the thing. So, but out, but outside of that, I mean, you could even brush that off and just say, well, you know, you want to do something different, but nothing else seems out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And like that, said, that's what I did. I, I completely yeah. overlooked that. I was like, okay, it's just another day. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um,. And no, you can even my bad. No, no, no. That's we get. Um, we get Tom showing up at Intag, being met with like applause, and this is where things start to shift a bit. Um, what's homegirl name? The the director. Um, uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Why well, can't I remember that woman's name? She uh, she says something to the effect of the prodigal son has returned or welcome back, and. It's a bit confusing for him, and then for me as a viewer, I was like, okay, this is a bit off. But what I kind of even ignored that because there have been times where we've watched this show, or I've watched even other shows, and, and it felt like whatever they're doing, did I miss an episode? But by the time the show, the episode gets going, I'm like, okay, no, I get what they were doing. So even that, though it did kind of stand out to me, I still was like, okay, well, maybe something will be addressed later on. Um, because I didn't read the synopsis for this episode. I just turned it on. So yeah. I still was kind of in the dark at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And the, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> other thing, first of all, he's still, 
Um, he's rocking the leather jacket. So yeah. <laughs> gotta give, us, give props to that. And, and I guess wait, one way that we could have known that this wasn't, you know, on the up and up, Diana's not wearing her leather jacket. So yeah. That's weird, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the one thing that Kyle says to him is that, um, you know, have a good day. Um, you know, this is, you know, he's treating them like there's something different about, like, he, like about him going to work. It's not, like, normal. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they're, the big thing with the scene is that they're apparently going to uh, conduct a raid, and Tom doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he doesn't, I don't know if this is the scene where he starts talking about the 4400, but I know this is where everybody's getting ready to go arrest somebody and Doherty. Doherty, yeah, and they still think that, uh, well, Diana thinks that something is still up with Tom uh, because he starts questioning, you know, what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which, even, so expertly done because even within the show itself, mm-hmm. we see as the viewers that something is off. The people within the show kind of sense that something is off with Tom the people mm-hmm. i.e. being Diana because that's the only personal relationship and it, it's like not like we're both watching the same show but it they did this in a way where I feel and I could be wrong but personally I feel like they're they're doing two things at once and I don't know how to put it into words other than we are starting to get a bit suspicious just as Diana is also getting suspicious because of where Tom has been prior to showing up in the first scene, if that's making sense. So I, it, it's like we're everyone's getting suspicious at the same time, and when everything comes out, we the people in the show and us as the viewers have two different reactions, but it's about the same time. If right. I, so it, who man, I, bro, this is no, my you, favorite. <laughs> you make, no, you're making sense of me. And the other, so the other part of that, I mean, kind of tying into what you're saying mm-hmm. immediately after you go outside, that's when he starts asking about the 4400, the people who came back in the bottle of light. And the thing I really like about this scene and going forward is Diana is just like, she, she's just like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think it's more of a thing of she still feels that something is off with him. Yeah. You know, something like he still needs to be on this medical leave that, you know, they had mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And he is, um, and he thinks everybody's like playing games with him. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, so as they're kind of, I guess, getting ready to go, he's like, oh, where are all the 4400? You know, mm-hmm. why are we them and who is Dowry and just all that. So, yeah. yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's 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 crazy because everybody's kind of clashing at this point. Yeah. And I love, oh, I love that. And it, it's yeah. the roles. I don't want to say they're completely reversed, but Diana is a bit more aggressive, and yeah. she's more in Tom's um, personality role, whereas yeah. he's a bit more subdued is that the word and it's not even it's just by the nature of him being confused and so it seems like they've switched their dynamic has switched completely and this 
what Earth two eleven, whatever this different reality, man, <laughs> bro. I I just y'all. I've been watching this show for all this time. This is my favorite. I'll say it this entire episode. This is my favorite episode of the forty four hundred. Like ah, so well. Um, okay, so credits roll and whatnot. Then we get on to the next scene, which is intact. Uh, going after Doherty, and we get a conversation between Diana and Tom, and they we we as the viewers understand that now he's been uh, he was sleep deprived, he was tortured, he was held up, I think for three months um, by a terrorist. It this whole backstory that sounds very rich, it would be interesting to see, but it's not necessary. Um, <clears throat> But it feels real because Diana is very convinced this is what happened to you. So, I, man, I, you, go ahead, man. You take it away because I'm just, I'm so excited. No, no, and that's and you know he's she's basically kind of laying it out for him that hey, this is you know he's like humor me. So you know she goes to the rundown, you know, and it's exposition for exposition's sake. Yeah. it's just like it's done in such a way. You know that it's you know it doesn't sound you know over the top or not believable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she's delivering it in kind of right. You know, he probably shouldn't be carrying a gun right now or whatever. But yeah, it's just this whole rundown of you know him. I honestly probably doing the type of stuff that he was doing um, before the forty four hundred arrived. So, you know, this could just be a, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, you know, this might be pulling from some of his experiences as an FBI agent Mm -hmm. of some work that he did before. Um, But yeah, apparently like when he was, I think it was like three weeks, he was, he was like deep covered before that, but then when they found out who he was, they pretty much had him, they were torturing him and trying to get information and he was able to get away. So the, the kicker, <laughs> what comes next is that, you know, the guy who was a ringleader apparently was a art curator at this uh, museum. And it's the same museum where <laughs> the 4400 Center was going to be. And now it's named the Jordan Collier Museum. Go. So, yeah, so they're at, the, at this museum. And Tom at least recognizes the name of, you know, Collier, but he's like, you know, this is the 4400. And, you know, Diana was like, well, at least you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, once again, things are out of place. Things are out of place from, the, like, the last episode. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you're just wondering what's happening. So, um, and it just, it just keeps setting the, same scene, the same moon, and you know, once they get inside the, the museum, it actually looks like a museum. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there aren't. Um, it's a gallery. There are paintings. There are sculptures. Um, you know, I guess in this case, Antec agents are running around <laughs> with the guns or whatever. Yes. Um, and so yeah, so they're but like I said, they're looking for this guy. Um, but and just keeps adding to the, I guess you call it the mystery. Yeah. Of it all. So, yeah. Okay, and then while we're at this museum, um, they're chasing down whoever, Doherty and whatnot, 
and we're going a lot, a lot. We're going to like. We're going around a bunch of familiar like walls and turns. It it looks like the museum, um, but then there happens to be uh, like a, a janitor's closet, and we catch who I assume is Doherty, lock him up, and then we move on back to Intact, and there we get more exposition, but we get it in a way that's a bit more interesting because. At this point, we as the viewers know that something is off. Diana is also well aware that something is off. But this is where we both kind of get proof. So Tom is, you know, talking about his case files and a 4400 and a search engine and whatnot. And so we start looking up 4400 members. And interestingly enough, we get people from this season of 4400. Um, the black male Gene Gray from the uh, baseball, we get him. We get Richard and who else? Gary, Richard, uh, Maya. Do we get yeah, Maya? He looks, up, he looks up Maya and then finds out that Maya's still alive. Yes. Um, the, the only thing before before we get to that, the, yeah. the thing with the door. Um, I wanted to take I wanted to take it back just a little. Okay, bit. go ahead, so, go ahead. Yeah, so. There were a couple of things that happened. So when they were in the museum, <laughs> one of the things I had to laugh at was like the guy burst out this door, and I'm putting my notes like old man hits Tom with the door, <laughs> and he does like the shortest run. He doesn't run out of the building, like you so said. He runs to the janitor's closet, and when Tom gets there, the deposit door has changed from like, oh, yeah. to that ebony type of material it's like just this black material yeah. it's like this alien material with this circle you know the circle circular window which the janitor's door didn't have before so mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like something out of place so when he looks in he sees a i'm trying to describe it it's basically uh, a middle area surrounded by different levels different like um walkways which kind of which are on three levels but they they're around the circle with a table in the middle so when he looks at it he can see that but then when diana and her um another intake agent come across it turns into the janitor's room and then they go into the room and the guy is just sitting there in the dark and i remember my wife saying is he just like sitting there in the dark yeah instead of running away yeah uh yeah, it was. It was. It, so that's your first suggestion that you know things aren't what they seem to be with you know with this door yeah. that Tom, Tom is able to see, but that the others aren't able to see. And then that's when it you know they jump into them looking into the files. And, yes. Like, uh, um, yeah, but I wanted to. I at least wanted to hit on that because that's the first mention, like and the first yes. time we see that door. And that's a very important part. So yeah, yeah, I got so yeah. dang unexcited. But you're right. You see this old Deep Space Nine ass door with this yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Titans season one uh, lab in there. So yeah, um, so we see that we go back to Intact. Tom is, as far as Diana concerned, acting crazy again, and she seems kind of. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, this fantasy life you got like she's very I don't know something about her is off and it seems rude actually. Yep. Yeah, she was being a bit of an ass. Yeah. Uh, in this. And, and uh, usually, you know, like she's my I I love Diana. 
Yeah. The show, the show. Um, she was coming up on your dick, and I was like, "Wow!" Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They finally, they find Maya. He finds Maya, and then they go to her address or her house. Uh huh. And so the actress that plays Maya comes to the door, and so weird. It's not. It's you know. He immediately thinks it's her. And starts talking to her like, "Hey, you're forty four hundred. I'm Tom Baldwin. I'm a grown ass man at your door." There, okay, there you go. Because that had me. I was so freaked out by this scene. But yeah, go go ahead, man. Yeah, and when she says she says her name is Ella, and then the actual Maya, who's her grandmother, you know, and I guess because you know because of genes, you look exactly like your grandmother. Uh huh. Um, she, her grandmother. Who's the actual Maya comes and then that's when Tom is like, Oh, this is you know, technically if she had been you know, this hadn't been abducted, this is how old she would have been. Yeah, yeah it is. It is Maya. So that's when he's just like, Okay, I I have no damn idea what's going on. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And that I, I got it that scene was so weird to me. Cause one, I never like it when kids answer the door like that on T V shows, because it's like what I guess because I just knew that ain't something I did. Like, my mama said, if they ain't called before they come over, they don't want nothing. And I wasn't answering the door like that. But, yeah, that was such a weird scene for me. Um, but it was the confirmation he needed. Like, the hard, concrete proof that something is off. Um, so, in that sense, I did like it. But additionally, this next scene... <laughs> <laughs> when Tom gets home and Kyle is pulling some beer out of the refrigerator, he's hugging him like crazy. Um, uh, tell me, were you in a coma for three years? And he's like, man, if I drink another one of these beers, <laughs> which yeah. in itself is like, oh man, out of all the things that we've gone through, like, like you said, this is a would have story done well. Um, the very fact that we have Kyle drinking. And the way that he's acting in this episode, in contrast to how he was acting before when it came to liquor, even though liquor wasn't really the cause of the blackouts, but just being able to put this was good. This was good. Yeah. So, <laughs> man. Is that, and, that's, and I hadn't even noticed that. I mean, that you, that's a good catch. Like the whole thing with the beer and him like a couple episodes telling him like you know you shouldn't be drinking beers because that'll make you black out mm -hmm. and Kyle yeah and Kyle is like she looks good drunk uh, right you know? <laughs> yeah yes but, yes um and then even more surprisingly we get uh Sean uh Danny uh uh little girl what's her name um uh, Nikki Nikki um and hold up and they've they've gotten engaged um we are even though it's not explicitly said since there hasn't been a 4400 abduction we know that uh Sean is older than Danny now um nothing strange has happened um and then next up yeah, Tom kind of um is going through it. Look, I'm I'm so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Tom is going through some sort of like dissonant cognitive dissonance where everything yeah. he's known to be real is not, but the not real thing is physical in front of him right here. Um, then the icing on the cake is sis walks in. 
Um, and then we get the wife. Yep. I yep. just oh, and I don't. I didn't trust her. I did not trust her. I'll say that. I yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Like she, she's the she's the unknown element, you know, um, being brought into this whole thing. I mean, you know, everybody, even though everything is weird, you know, everybody, he still knows everybody. everybody yeah. Knows. You know, they're saying like, you know, hey, this woman. You know, very attractive and you know whatever. But yeah. I mean, she's your wife, and then but you still like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is even more. You know, um, I don't say screwed up, but yeah, it's even more. You know, uh, strange. And that's the other thing. And Sean is in a band, um, <laughs> and Danny is not an ass. Damn. So it's just like, <laughs> damn, forty-four hundred. Time travel job has messed everything up. Yeah, <laughs> it's possibly what the what it's like could have been like. It's like um oh god, what's the name of that? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, it's the messed up version of that. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah, um and yeah, she walks in and of course he's on this whole thing of like, no, I don't know this woman. Yeah, you know and. Well, I didn't say nothing racist, but no. Uh, that. <laughs> she has an accent, but I don't know exactly if they ever kind of... I don't think they address it. Address like, where you're from. from. Yeah, no. But she, mm-hmm. um... And, oh, God, what was her name? Um, it is... Not Nikki. Uh, Alana. Yeah, because he says, am I still married to Linda? Which I wanted him to be. I might bring her back, but this was still better. Now we need to find out what she was doing during this time frame because I really hope that she got work. Because um, they sure did disappear. <laughs> she disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, right. oh man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So again, like I said, I didn't trust her, but it was mm-hmm. also I don't know when I decided that this was my favorite episode. Um, it probably was a bit later. But at this time, I was like, no, nah, I don't know her. I don't trust her. She doing this. She the one messed up. Um, because she looked a bit suspicious and maybe a bit concerned. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get yeah. much of her. We get Tom back at the museum, which, how did he get in? Because it seemed like it was late at night. But he goes back to that janitor's closet, and he is laying in the fetal position next to a piano. Um, Diana walks in, and... Kind of cuts into him, not not too rough, but she's like, you know, they said you've been here for for hours. You're hiding in a storage closet, and this scene, um, I still feel like the dynamics have switched, and Diana is occupying that Tom role in this universe, whereas he, again, by nature of just not knowing what's going on, is more. I don't want to say submissive, but he he. He takes a more passive role, I'll say. Um, and then Diana shoots him in the neck. Yep, with a tranquilizer. <laughs> um, that, um... <laughs> I was just like, God. Um, you know, she was, I guess in her mind, she was like, there's only so many times I can keep talking to you. Yeah. And, and you run away all the time, so let me just go ahead and go shoot. Right, right, right. Get it out the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, he wakes up and at Intec. <laughs> and and this 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 um we get a date of August fourteenth, two thousand and four. Um, which really has no real significance, but looking back at the show after it's already aired and done, 
I, for me, that's a good marker that, okay, we're in the fall of 2004. Like, just as a place to place the show. Um, yeah, so that happens. Well, one of the, um, so one of the things, and this might be before, um, he, you know, he, there, he's at Intech. They actually have a chain to the bed. Mm-hmm. And she, Diana comes into the room. You know, I don't know if she apologizes, but said that she needed, she had to drug him, and he's not too happy about that. But there's also about somebody in the room um, from Intech that's watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, um, yeah, just watching him. Um, and then she tells him, you know, Diana tells him, your wife is here. And Tom was like, I don't have a wife, I don't have a wife. But then he ultimately was just like, well, let me go and talk to her. Uh-huh. And I think this is when she straight up says, like, dude, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Yeah. And she's like, I just woke up and it's, um, you know, I just woke up here. So she doesn't know what's going on. Um, at least she doesn't think. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was, and at that point, that's I think when he realizes it's like, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. That and this that's probably when I started liking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, and she talks about, you know, she knows about the forty four hundred. He knows about the ball of light, and she's like, you know, I am a forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's uh, you know, I guess it's a it's a big moment. But um, you know that at least that way he knows that he's not he's not he's not by himself. <laughs> what do they say? Seventy two hours later. Yeah. It's like you know, I got my mind right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Sitting mm-hmm. cross legged on the bed. He's just like you know what? And I'm being honest with you, man. Um, I can't sit cross legged on the bed like that, and that was impressive as fuck. I'm like you know what? I got to the Um, wearing a T-shirt and some jeans and some. Yeah, I was like, you know what, go Tom, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Much older than me and like living your life right, right, fit, <laughs> you fit as fuck. No, for real. But, um, yeah, yeah. But he, um, but yeah. So I don't know. What were your thoughts about that? You, I mean, you said that you know. Then you start to trust her. You know, but how did did you immediately think that maybe because she's a forty five hundred, this has something to do with her? Oh, I thought her? that when I first saw her on screen because I'm like, I don't know okay, who so you, you are. Okay. But it, it yeah. I was right and I was wrong at the same time. Um, once she said, you know, I'm not married to you. I just woke up like this. What I started to trust her mainly because in the, the world of the show, I know there's only so many ways that they can get across that without her explicitly saying right away, you know, I was in the 4400, this is what happened to me. Like, without her giving a whole info dump, there's only so much that they can do. So I was like, she's not coded as a villain. She is an unknown. Um, so, no, that's when I started to believe her. And that's when I started to um, kind of like this episode more and more. Because now I'm like, there's a mystery. And we have somebody to figure this out with. It's not just Tom. And honestly, my feelings about Tom, you know, I don't really care for him. But this episode... Yeah change that like he's been better to me over the last few episodes but this one specifically because of the thing that happens and because of Alana I like him more now so yeah there's that yeah, Tom, Tom Tom put in that work he <laughs> did like 
hey, this is your standalone episode. Mm-hmm, <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after that, yeah, I think he winds up, you know, he gets a clean bill of health from Intact. And, you know, they tell him, like, you know, still take the time off. And then, did he pass a lie detector test? No, no, no. They didn't have a test. He just pretty much faked his way like okay I'm, I, I was I was all off whatever I'm back I feel like myself now because they ended up at the house next Alana and him um, once he walked out of the uh, the intact building they ended up at the house in the living room talking about what was going on yeah yeah um, and is this after this is before they go to the um uh, what is it? Art gallery. Art gallery. Yes. Yeah. Now they go to the art gallery. Yeah. Now this living room scene is very important, and uh, pretty much we find out out of all the things going on in Tom's life, Alana has lost all the things in her life, which was her husband and her child. Um, before, before she was um, abducted. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so her husband, her child, her her job at the art dealers, art dealership, the art gallery, um, and I think that's important because, like she said, I woke up in your life essentially. Yeah, right. you're frustrated because things aren't what they seem, but you still have the people you love. I woke up to a bunch of strangers giving me a backstory that I don't know shit about, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. well, and then the sad thing is, her backstory is even tragic enough. Yes. She said her, um, before she got abducted, yeah, it was before, um, her husband and son died and was it a car accident? Yeah. Something, something like they that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, yeah, so she's already kind of dealt with, um, a bunch of stuff, you know, and they, one of the ways that she knows that this world isn't real is that, or it's a different one, is that they go to a park and she dedicated a bench to the memory of her uh, son and uh, husband, mm-hmm. and it's not there. The pike isn't there, so you know the, the mystery deepens even further. Yeah, basically. which is oof, a smack in the face, man. Can you imagine? Yeah, Holy. yeah. I, I mean, it was it was rough. Um, but yeah. So then after that, oh, it's the whole thing of them in the bed, you know, wanting to, you know, he's like, hey, I'll sleep you know in another room and she's like we still gotta pick people's appearances that were married and i think kyle was still living there right yeah and i even yeah, so like kyle, that like oh yeah because yeah. it, yeah. it you could have easily made that cheap like oh two attractive adults finna get in the bed but it was more or less like no that this is literally out of necessity that we are at least in the same bed like exactly. it, yeah it didn't feel sexual it felt very much this is a means to an end, but it's also yeah. going to push this, the the story forward. So, uh, yeah, good good um, storytelling. Yeah, I mean, like really, really good. Um, so what's after that? They're they're you know, talking. They were, uh, mm-hmm. they were they're just talking, yeah. And so then I had it that um, they're yeah. So they um. After I guess they sleep <laughs> together, mm-hmm. um, it's like the next morning, and Kyle has been accepted into Stanford Medical School, mm-hmm. and it's just like the things cannot get better; they just have. And Tom starts to talk about how, at, at one point, 
Kyle did want to become a doctor, but he just and and it was funny because so I'll get to that. He but he never um, finished or committed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he calls him not fake Kyle. Uh, he says something to the effect where he doesn't believe that you know that's the real Kyle. But she says you know he's as real as your as your other son. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's as, and and I thought that was really sweet because mm-hmm. you know he could definitely Tom could have been like an ass and like you know what I mean this ain't real so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, same, same. Um, especially coming from her, someone who's new. They did a really good job at making me care for her, her opinions, yeah. and all of that. Like, I feel like she was just as much a victim. You know, it kind of felt like a spy um, film or a spy uh, espionage type of episode, even though it wasn't explicitly spy stuff. But you got right. these two who are essentially undercover and mm-hmm. having to navigate this space together um so it, it, it really felt like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so one of the things that they decide to do is put out one ads in the classifieds to try to connect with other 4400 yeah um to make sure that you know they they aren't the only two that are i guess stuck in a way yeah um yeah, so, you know, they put that, put this out in the newspaper, and they get a bite, and they go to the museum, and um, it's, yeah, it, it turns out that this guy who's answered their call is not a hundred. he, I wouldn't have appreciated just good, like, was it good cars? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he thought he was talking about a, what, Dodge 4400, mm-hmm. or something like that, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, um, I thought that was a nice, um, yeah, it's a nice little touch. Yeah, um, yeah, just to kind of establish that. Okay, um, we might—they're probably the only ones. <laughs> they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit, I was just like, who's still using classified ads in the newspapers and even in the early and mid two thousand? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it was weird. But um, yeah, yeah. So there was. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, and at that point, Tom decides to just walk off and go look at this door again. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been a number of weeks that he sees the same thing he saw before, the you know, circular room, the table in the, in the middle, and um, the different levels, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's... So yeah, he, he sees... Um, he keeps seeing this door, you know, as if it's not calling him over, but it's trying to you know, give him a message, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he walks in, and there, like you said, these different levels of, looks like people in either, like, hazmat suits or, like, hazmat suits and also, like, doctor's coats. Mm-hmm. It looks scientific, I'll say that. Um, yeah. And there's a solitary, like, bed or um table with mm-hmm. clearly a body under a sheet yeah. and he just he keeps getting a bit closer but not really um i don't know uh you hear alana's voice things literally crash down around him and we see her shaking him in that janitor's closet again like what are you doing here um mm-hmm. 
And he and the, the thing is where we had him confusing Diana. Mm-hmm. Now we get the person on the inside with him, which is Alana. We know as the audience we trust that she also is knows of the forty four hundred, but now he's even confusing her. Or even right. acting weird to her, which is like, dang, now what does this mean? You know? Um right. man, such a good episode. So uh a month passes, which time is passing for in this episode for show. Um so a month passes and it looks like they're still at the museum. What is this? Um is this intact or is this still the museum where she gives them the coffee? This is um this is intact. Okay. I mean, so, no, 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 that's the museum. That's the museum. Okay, yeah, because she says, yeah, they say you were here for five hours yesterday or something. Um, yeah, sitting outside the door. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oof, man, she is giving it to him. I wouldn't call this a work of art. You sure like that door? She just, like, giving him. <laughs> Dad ain't playing with this man. <laughs> this part, I didn't really mind it because, so this is one of those moments that, I this is one of the scenes that I really like and one of the reasons why I love this show. It's just two people talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of I, I love a really well scripted you know, scene of dialogue. Not just for the sake of people talking where it just sounds natural. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, when when it starts off it says one month later. Yeah. He's been using his time off to come and see if this door will change. And she goes from being sarcastic to being, to kind of pleading in such a way because she's just like, you know, this is as much time you spend here. And in the world that, and is this the part where she talks about the world that you come from mm-hmm. is it ain't good. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. And she's like, here, you have this, you have that. And she pulls up the mention of his psych. Yeah. You know, like, so the psych files. Your nephew's in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you see his face and he is struggling. Like he is, he's struggling. And this is like one, like one of two times where I can see him kind of tearing up because he looks, he feels like he's losing. Yes. Um, and between the two of them, like they they did it, you know, for this scene because I think she's trying to be helpful, but she's just like trying to be as realistic as mm-hmm. as possible. And he's doing this thing where he's holding his hands up. To, I'm watching it right now. Where yeah, his hands up to his face. He's crying, and it's, and it's cry, and it's just like you can feel the pain. Mm-hmm. So that's this is once again this is you know why one you know one of the scenes that confirm like why I really like this show mm-hmm. uh, and that why I you know between the two of them I, I really enjoy them as actors mm-hmm. um, because I think he acted his ass off sure the fuck did yeah. yes yeah mm. yeah but that that's this is you know this is one of those scenes and like the, the single tear the single Denzel tear yeah yeah but he yeah. sold it like I believed that this meant like yeah so that's probably one of the things that helped me like Tom as well like his acting he did that um yeah and then to show up back at home with Alama and I don't want to say he's given up but yeah right Diana's speech helped him 
And because a lot of us, like, look, they gave us all these freaking pictures. Why didn't they give us the memories to go along with it? And she's putting out picture after picture after picture of her, him, and uh, um, Kyle together as a family. She's having a, she's having a mini breakdown herself. Yeah, yeah. Like, right after he is. And yeah. he's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. We'll make new memories. Um, and yeah. something else I thought was really cute and very, like, powerful, though it was a very small, minor thing. Alana calls him Thomas. And everybody calls him Tom. Everybody has called him Tom the whole episode, the whole show. And he's like, I like the way you call me Thomas. And it's... It's like when a when a character be reading it on in a book in a comic or watching it on TV when they have a nickname for another character you know that yeah. there's something to that relationship it, it yeah. gives it weight that that lets you kind of bypass giving a whole lot of backstory um, mm-hmm. but so yeah I I enjoyed that I enjoyed that yeah, and, and she and he says something like well well. We'll make new memories. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll make new memories, and, and, and I thought that was really, that was really sweet. But yeah, it wasn't so much as like he felt defeated. It was just like we have to kind of accept this is how you know these are how things are mm-hmm. um, at the current time, and you can't drive yourself crazy trying to trying to change it. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah, but. And that's I yeah that's and I I thought these two scenes back to back worked pretty well and and it also kind of confirmed for me as far as with her that um you know she she was in it for the long haul herself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know, she once again grew on me um anyways but yeah 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 and, um yeah so and they have a. A post sex scene right away, like right after, and that didn't feel intrusive. It didn't feel like so. You run the risk sometimes of having just sex for no reason, and sometimes when it doesn't fit the story, I feel like this. And I could be wrong, but for me, I felt like this scene fit the story because not only did we have Tom's breakdown, and then like you said, coming to terms with the issue at hand then we had Alana right away and it was assisted by him where they pretty much I'll say for all intents and purposes they became married right there like they decided we're in this together and um the sexual part of it is one thing but the fact that we get the post-sex the um the the pillow talk the intimate moments past the whole physical part of it I think that was very important as well like we've just decided that in all aspects of our life we doing this together um, exactly. I, man that was so good bro. Yeah. well the other thing about it is I mean you, they're they were trying to definitely be polite you know and not take it to the intimacy level but if they've been living in the house at least you know now that they're cognizant of it, mm-hmm. maybe for a couple of months, and nothing gone down since I've been in the house, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it, like, it, it might have been some pent up you know, yeah. frustration to a certain extent. But I think that they, within that time, though, they had grown close enough. First of all, they're in this, they have a challenge that they both needed to tackle. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I mean, they're both like, you know, he's a handsome dude, she's an attractive woman, mm-hmm. and he's like, they're supposed to be married, so, you know. 
you know, they're the only ones that they have. Yeah. And, you know, some people may feel like, well, these two were forced together. I mean, she came out of left field and, you know, we didn't have no build up for her. And then sometimes if you introduce a character like that, um, as long as you, you know, don't, you gotta, if you introduce a character like this, you know, within, without building up to it, um, I think it can still work, mm-hmm. you know, and then, th- and this was a perfect example. Oh, of for that. sure. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because I even wrote in my notes, what a way to introduce a character. Like, I, truthfully, like, even if you still didn't trust her at this point, which, why wouldn't you? You still can't deny this is a very interesting way to introduce a new person that we haven't gotten an introduction like this before. So, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whew, so, yeah. eight years have passed now. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we powered through this. So, eight years later... And um, kudos to makeup, hair and makeup, because Tom does look older. He looks, yeah. maybe it's just the glasses and a little bit of gray in the temples, but he looks like an older man. Um, Kyle and Sean didn't, they looked the same to me, but he looked older and that's what counts. Um, and we are at the vow renewal for Alana and yeah. Tom. Uh-huh. And Tom, yeah, no, let, we got to go back to Kyle's hair. Like, <laughs> the thing that I love is, like you said, they make Tom look different with some glasses, and I think he has a bit more gray in his hair, a little bit more. But in Kyle's case, they just slicked his hair back. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, uh, okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. They're at the, yeah, they're at the wedding, yeah, and um, or the real. <coughs> Shoot, excuse me. Yeah, so the okay. first official wedding of. Um, of Alana and Tom, and I gotta say, as beautiful as Alana is, I think the standout of this scene is Diana. This haircut, this yeah, Sex in the City look she got going. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, it's not, it's not a bob, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's so different yeah. from what we get from her normally, like. Mm-hmm. And again, I've thought about it in comic book terms where you, like you said, a what if story where the redesign, the character redesign is like slightly off. Um, I'm like, she's the only one that they really did something with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she looked good. She looked good. Because um, yeah, we don't talk about a little, somebody's, um, a certain person's goatee. Oh, um, okay. Or, or soul patch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no, she was killing it. <laughs> yeah, as the maid of honor. So, um, but yeah, and I like the way that they shot this scene because you can tell they didn't have a lot. I don't go. I don't want to say they didn't have a lot of money, but the way they have everyone framed in these shots, it's almost like they took thirty people and put them right in front of a door. But mm-hmm. keeping these shots real tight, it looks like it's a whole lot of people. Um, I don't know, I just, I don't have the words to describe why I like that so much, but I just know this feels very much like the budget might have been low, so we're keeping it tight, but it was convincing versus, say, we want to shoot a church scene, but we only got five people, so we keep the camera at at this, these five people, if that makes sense. (sighs) Yeah, no, it does, it does, um... Yeah, it's just it's another opportunity to see everybody happy. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, 
everybody just seems really happy with the with the love. Yeah. Um. So, I think the next scene after that, that's what it is. He um gets promoted to take over Jarvis's position mm-hmm. as a head of an Antac because yep. I think I don't know if she's she's going through private sector. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Yeah, yeah, she gets in the position, and you know, it's a it's a really good look. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, so that, um, and I thought it was cool because it was kind of like at least for this storyline, this is gonna you know end of Darwin's exit stage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so then um, I think after that, she what happens? He actually. Yeah, he calls her, and we we see now that um, Alana has opened up or taken over the um, art uh, gallery. The art gallery, mm-hmm. the art gallery, which I thought was really nice. That mm-hmm. you know, she's just kind of you know bid her time so that she could do that. So, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, Let me see what else. And, and what were, I mean, like, what are your thoughts about everything, like, rolling up until this point, basically? No, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed every bit, because it seemed like a natural progression. Why wouldn't he be, especially in this storyline, next in line to be? Right. Because I was thinking, why not Diana? But one, this isn't Diana's episode. So, But th- with that off the table, he is the one who's had the, um, the terrorist uh, undercover backstory so I feel like he was a bit uh, I guess elevated for lack of a better term than Diana he had a bit more under his belt that would make him a good um, director like he it just it just felt it just made sense so I did enjoy that I enjoyed that Diana um, knew about it all along I enjoyed seeing Alana in her element kind of get some semblance of her own life back because again all the people in her life were dead and that job she had was gone but she got it back however she got it um and they just seem like a happy solid unit and truth be told this is a story i want to continue watching like yeah we get the end and it happens and what happens happens but i would love to see how this life would have played out for them I mean, we, you know, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got the eight years, um, and it's definitely kind of ripe for you know, opportunities to tell some different stories mm-hmm. um, about them, you know, like I said, living the best life and, and interacting with uh, different versions of the people that they they loved. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so after that, we uh, um, have them get a. Was is this where the um, is in the door? Yeah, the door where they at the second? yeah the little party, and he goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but this time she can see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the big thing, and and I think she just wants him to not. Keep going, you know. Keep going yeah. back and forth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to pull this back up. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so we're there. Um, 
Any other thoughts about the door? Or just well, of- no. I I enjoyed this, th- and then this scene in particular with them too, because he's like, "Look, it's been eight years. Why is it back?" But then I'm also like, "You only know it's back because you went back up there. So even though you've had this life for eight years, there's still something tugging at you, yep. trying to figure out this mystery." Whereas Alana's like, "Look, I've lost a lot, and I feel like with her, I, I really feel for her." Um, because you did lose a lot in your first life, um, and then you get this life, and you finally get things kind of back on track, and then your husband leaves after eight years and goes to find a door that could potentially make you lose all your shit again. It's like, God, what is what, what is going on? Like, you promised me to make new memories. What now? So. Yeah, it's... Um... It, 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 it could get frustrating on her end, but I think he tries to be as sweet about it as, mm-hmm. as possible. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, and they just walk away. Um, and then, so what happens is Tom has a nightmare about Kyle getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, there's a lot of fog behind Tom and uh, police cars are racing past him, and then he finally gets to the scene of the crime. And not, not, well, I don't know if it's a crime or whatever, anyways, but they get to where they're going, and then Tom sees them putting a bloodied and uh, crazy, hysterical-looking Kyle into a police car. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, before you, you know, he wakes up, he was like, oh, sure, it's not a dream. <laughs> you know, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... With that scene, after watching this episode and then looking back, what I thought, and again, this might be giving the show too much credit, what I thought is that that dream he was in was actually the main timeline. So, almost like when he goes to sleep here, he's awakened there. So, whatever is actually going on in the regular timeline... And I haven't watched ahead, so I don't know if this is either any kind of true. But I felt that with him seeing uh, Kyle bloody and getting thrown into a police car, that maybe he got caught um, being a sniper or he's done something else in a blackout that's gotten him beat up and arrested. And Tom just happened to be asleep in this new timeline, awake in the old one, and somehow that'll tie back. Now, I don't know. If it will, but that's the way I saw it. Yeah, yeah, they're um because we're at the explanation now, right? Yeah, yeah. Boy, he's in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> all these hip hop quotes are like popping up in my head. I stepped through the door. I said, <laughs> "Yeah, this is um, you know, I thought it was a good explanation. Um, some people may have some like quibbles." with it because I, I think the you know the explanation is that I'm trying to think she's a 4400 mm-hmm. okay and this is where we bring out Cerebro yeah. the spreadsheet that we put <laughs> um, and we don't even have an abduction day for her now to think about it no so, we don't we yeah, don't do the whole you know stuff being typed out um, because that probably would have given it away a little bit yeah um, yeah but yeah so they say in the using her body as a vessel mm-hmm. to speak to him, that she's the body that's been in the table. 
underneath the table the whole time. Alana. And mm-hmm. Alana. And Alana, let's say Alana Construct, says that basically her ability is to create um, not imaginary worlds, but you know she can you know, create a world that's so immersive that you can get lost in it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a mental projection. Mm-hmm. Um, think, think about if Mysterio actually had abilities. Yeah. Instead yes. of being a special suit. So that's what her thing. But what they explain is that they had her, I don't know if it was something that triggered in her, to create the scenario where he's living a, a good life. Yeah. And also... They got her with him because with the trials and tribulations that they feel are going to come from the head, um, he needs her. And I yeah. think that's the primary reason. It was just yeah. like he needed a significant other to help him um, deal with what's coming. Now, and, I, and, and I liked it. Okay, um, same. Now, I'm going to say this. They better, this better pay off. Because this got me... They did such a good job with this episode and with that explanation that I'm excited to see what's coming more than I was before because you've right. done this whole elaborate prank on him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's why his ex wife is no longer in the picture. Yeah. Um because he now has a significant other. Um but yeah, 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 yeah. Um and I thought it was I thought it was very sweet, you know, of the with the people in the future. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, at times, sometimes you, you know, you do need that, you know, shoulder to, I don't want to say cry on or whatever, but it's something to just kind of be in your corner. And I think that's kind of what they were getting at. Yeah. Um, so, yes, but, um, yeah, yeah, so that's the, I'm trying to see what's next after that. Because that's, um, that's a pretty big bombshell, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I like the explanation, yeah. too. Even though it's out there, this is a science fiction show. And this mm-hmm. is very, like, like I said, if folks have an issue with this, I mean, I get it. You, whatever you, your preferences is fine. But understand, this is a science fiction show. This makes a lot of sense <clears throat> within the context of the show. Um, we get on to uh, where the only way to escape is that Alana, uh, true Alana, I guess, yeah, has to destroy these mental projections um and it gave me a very because this is my point of reference like phoenix vibe like okay you have to control this power and i feel so bad for alana man she she has been through hell and it's like not even her fault like this is his fault (sighs) man yeah, it's been like so it's been crazy. Um, but I, I mean, I can tell you that it it does pay off. They she don't pop, just pop up this episode and then exit. Okay, good. The show because she's um, I don't know if she ever gets to like regular. No, no, no. You know what? I think she does. I think she does get to regular cast um status because she is on. I always saw her on the cover of um okay like the DVD boxes. Okay, cool. So she's um, so yeah. So she was just like the one off. I don't think they would do that. Um, but yeah, so they, so he goes and basically explains to her um, what her ability is. Yeah. And, and he's just like, you know, if you try closing your eyes and disappear, and quote unquote disappearing the, the, this chair or whatever, and um, 
Does she bring it back? No, it just disappears and that's it. It just disappears, yeah. So she just makes the chair disappear. And, yeah, so that's that's kind of that. Um, and that's when, you know, basically she realizes, you know, this is what I can do. Yeah. Uh, and so then they got him. I'll let you tell the same, but this is sad as well. Yeah, so they also have to get rid of this world and everyone in it so they call the family together and let them know that they're going to be going away i don't even think they say on a trip they like we're going away and we love you very much and it's such a because it's you're you're essentially writing two scenes at once where alana and tom are saying their last goodbyes but the scene as a whole Everyone else thinks they're just going away for a while, taking a trip. So, everyone in their new facial hair and new families and whatnot are sitting on the couch. And it really reminded me of the show Modern Family. Though that's a comedy and this clearly isn't. Just this living room setting with everyone on the couch. I don't know what. Maybe it's just that simple that they're all on the couch. But... One by one, they start saying their goodbyes to everyone, and due to Alana's ability, she makes them disappear. Um, yeah. And it's 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 not a this is us type of sad scene, but for two thousand four sci fi show, this is heavy. Yeah, I mean it's still a heavy scene. I mean they, you know, going back to what Diana was saying, um, that. This is a perfect world. This is a, if not perfect, it's close to it. Mm-hmm. And for them to let all of us go is, is some BS. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think, what gives the added weight to the story. And then also, when he goes back, he has still has this responsibility. Yeah. He can't just go home and do his job and, you know, be with his. Uh, his, I say husband, his, um, <laughs> his new wife, son, and his wife and son. Yeah, you know, that he can't do that. So it's just, um, you know, that, and I think that they kind of a lot of that plays into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I think that's the the last image of them in this world is Kyle mm-hmm. and to disappear, and thank God he don't have a facial hair. Yeah, uh, but he, yeah, he's um he's the last one, and then they walk out of the house, and you can tell this is. I mean, the special effects may look kind of dated, but it looks it fits though. It it still fits. I mean, it still works. That's yeah. disappearing as they walk away without looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> I, I just I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but it was, you know, that was sad. And then, I think the next thing is basically uh, Tom waking up. Is that is yep. it? Yeah. yeah. Really quickly, when yeah. Tom was talking to the Alana on the table, she let him know, like, yeah, all this time has passed, but literally a few seconds have passed back in your timeline. So even though we've gone through, uh, what is it, 72 hours, one month, and eight days, we still yeah. are only a few seconds off of the last episode, or wherever they are in time. Um, yeah, and so we he Tom wakes up in his office, 
across from Diana, and he asks about Alana, and she's returning. What is it? Two, three, something, something. Like she has a number at that point. Um, yeah. Alana Moreva, Moreva, twenty-one fifty-five. Um, they were doing her medication, evacue, whatever. But but that also leads me to think that because she was. Because Alana is the person they were just working on in Intact in the main timeline, is that like when her powers during whatever procedure, like that they just like click on and everything that we saw in this episode was in a matter of seconds of them doing her exam? Like, I don't know. I could be reaching, but yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. We, uh, okay. there's yeah them them at the I'm trying to think of is it anything after them at the intact station? Not really, because uh, Tom runs out. Um, oh, yeah, and Alana is walking out. And he's chasing after her, and they set it up in a way where you think, as the audience, maybe she doesn't know what's going on, like because she didn't turn around. He chased her. She's still not turning around. She's just walking away until like the yeah. very last moment. When she even when she turns, it's like, man, maybe she doesn't know who he is, and then she smiles. It's yeah. like, ah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, he's found his soulmate. Then we talk about the passage of time and the um, it, that versus it basically the whole thing of like eight years, uh-huh. eight years lapsed in her. I guess mind world. Yeah. But in their life, it was only a couple minutes. Correct. Yep. And I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. It's, this was good. It's like the age of apocalypse in reverse. Like all yeah. of the great things that could have happened. <laughs> ah, man. This was a good episode, man. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, like I said at the beginning, this is my favorite episode of this series. Um, and I mean, it's up, in, up there in some of my best, um, my f- favorite uh, sci-fi episodes of all time. Yeah. So, so yeah, those are you know, those are my initial thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Say. No, no, same. Um, this is my favorite episode. I don't know what episode could top this. This was perfect. This. I don't know who wrote. Well, I could easily look it up, but whoever was responsible for this episode either had some some fan fiction they wanted to write or just knew what they wanted to do with the character but everything worked out so well then now I can't wait to see her Alana and Tom going forward like what are y'all gonna get into what are y'all gonna do man I love this fuck this episode (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah yeah. um I guess we can go down the list what was um who was your favorite um, Uh, character I, I don't, it has to be Tom and Alana. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. both of them. For me, Tamlana, uh, Alanis, whatever you want, Tom and Alana <laughs> together are my favorite. Um, yeah. Hands down. Yes. What about you? Um, for me, it's, it's going to be Tom. Okay. And I really wish I could remember the actor's name, but I think he, they gave him a bit to kind of chew on. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he kind of turned it. He turned it on to his, you know. Um, so I I like that. Um, I like that about it. Yeah, uh, I like that about him. 
Um, Joel Grace. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so he yeah he was doing it. He he killed it, but I think you know this is this is a true test for Tom. Yeah, and you know with whatever you know the future was saying is coming. You know this is you know, something that they felt he needed to go through. Albeit it's done in the most <laughs> crazy way possible. Right, right. Um, but you know it's just like this is you know we we've we have provided you with. You know, a mate, you know, a soulmate that can help you out with what you're doing, and and I think and there's something special with that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you necessarily need to be with somebody to always get through stuff. I mean, you can have friends and family, but right, right, having, right. Having a you know a loved one or that, you know, support, yeah. support system, it mm-hmm. helps out. So yeah, so I was like, that's pretty, like, that's pretty interesting. That that's what. The um, the future future people are mm-hmm. you know, thinking about, and it. it's you know it's like they empathize with what he's what he's possibly going to have to go through. Yeah, so. yeah, that, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, because they haven't done this. Is a very new type of thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this man has a record. Man, he was in Minority Report, which I have to go back and watch that again. Um, Married with the Children. Movie. The it looks like the movie. Um, Married with Children, Saved by the Bell, Melrose Place, Friends, uh, Jag, Silk Star, like Jag, bruh, um, NCIS, 4400, CSI New York, Law and Order, uh, Women's Murder Club, Burn Notice, like, I'm thinking, like, have I seen him in other stuff? Man, uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hold up, fam, what? He was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Criminal Minds. Bruh, he has not stopped working. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Tom. I'll go on record as saying here, this episode, I am officially a fan of Tom. <laughs> now, what happens going forward? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll stay on track. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they they killed it. Um, as far as, you know, favorite character-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what was... I mean, do you have a least favorite? Honestly, no. No. Um, Because Diana did well. Alana was great. Um, Sean, Kyle, Nikki, like they all did. They they, they played their parts. Um, If I'd have to have a least favorite, it would probably be like Doherty, like the guy they chased in the beginning because why did you just hide in the closet? closet. But like, really, I don't, I can't even get mad at him because that stupid thing he did had had led Tom to the door. So I don't right. I don't have a least favorite for this episode. Like nah. Yeah, no, same same here. I can't Mm-mm. I can't think of one. Um and what about your favorite moment? Um man, it's really hard to pinpoint a favorite moment. Um because it was all so good. But I'll say probably I'll say Tom and um, Alana talking for the first time, but like um, after he was uh, institutionalized, and when she said, "Hey, look, I don't know you either," and that's not really my favorite, but that's the moment that kind of made me love this episode because now I know things are things are things are not what they seem. So I'm gonna say that first initial meeting, or the second meeting that they had at Intact, was my favorite because that that kind of kicked off everything for me. Yeah. Nice. What about yeah. you? For me, um, 
it's the you know the the talk between Diana and Tom. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, he broke down and and she was just kind of laying it out for him. You know, as far as hey, you know, this is you know you can either sit in front of this door or you mm-hmm. can enjoy this life. Right, right. <laughs> Which is she wasn't wrong. She was yeah. not wrong. Man. No, but this is yeah. This um, you know, I I remember because I watched the series like several times, and it always comes back to this. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew that this was coming up soon, and and I never get tired of watching it. Like <laughs> between this, like Sliders and Deep Space Nine, I can like rewatch those again and again and again. Yeah, and you know, and and they're always going to be the standout episodes, and this was. This is always going to be that for me. Yes, yes, I agree. And and we are going to date this um, this podcast <laughs> uh, with some special news, some forty four hundred related news. Um, no, they're not bringing the show back. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> and it was funny because he wasn't even in this episode, and his picture was in this episode. Episode. Um, Mahershala Ali. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, as of San Diego Comic Con. Last week, um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, forty four hundred actors and was in the news. It was all up in the news yes. last last weekend. Yes, and even now because black folks complaining about Wesley Snipes not being in it, bro. And white folks complaining about them whitewashing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, man. Just like, brother, just have a job. Damn. <laughs> just. Yeah, we can't. But not up to for trying, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. Kudos to them, and that's man. And I look at them like, who else on from the forty four hundred is really working like that? Like, I would um, love to see Maya. What does she look like now? What is she doing now? All right. Well, there's so, so kind of a couple. I guess you know, maybe this will always be like the forty four hundred news section if I can find something. Uh-huh. But, uh <laughs> There's a video on Facebook where a while back there was a petition to bring the 4400 back and as a part of it some of the actors got together and put together videos um, to help with the social media promote you know with the social media campaign and lo and behold um, the actress that plays Diana had a party and she filmed it and it was just with a bunch of the 4400 actors okay um, yeah, it was crazy, but to answer your question, Maya was in college. Oh. <laughs> she, she's, she Skyped in, and I'm like, she's a grown-ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah, she got, she's grown up, but yeah, yeah, it was interesting to kind of seeing all of them together, and as far as the um, the acting thing, um, there's a TV show called Chicago PD, uh-huh. and the guy, the guy that plays Sean is one of the main cast members. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody's everybody's still acting, but like you said, looking at what was his name, Joel's. I cannot, I can never pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. But because uh, his IMDb, like he's, you've seen, he ain't stopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going. So he's doing his thing. So yeah, that man is yeah, worth but, it. Yeah, but Marshall is the one. <laughs> yes. I didn't like. Yes. He was blown up, like he was blown up. So. Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to you know seeing what he can do with the character. Wow. Oh, same, same. Like you, yeah. 
You deserve, Richard. You deserve. Mm-hmm. You deserve, goddamn. Um, yeah, so, I mean, let the folks know where they can find you and, and discuss 4400 and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, um, you can find me at Robert K. JFFREY.com. That's Robert K. Jeffrey.com. And uh, I got books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and my social media tags are on that page also. So that's, but that's where you can find me. Okay, okay, bit, bit. And of course, guys, you can find me here uh, as well as Twitter, Carefree Blurred, everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd. And uh, follow the show. Uh, use the hashtag AL4400, AL4400. And let us know what you think. Was this one of your favorite episodes? If not, why the hell not? This is the best one, period. Um, and let us know what you're thinking about 4400. Any news you might come across, uh, tweet. Use that hashtag. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And of course, be ready for the next installment, episode 8. So while y'all waiting, go ahead and watch that so you'll be able to join the conversation. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and, um, you know, stay out of them alternate timelines because, I mean, <laughs> shit, it might not work out for you. You might get lost. You, you may not walk out of the right. out of your life. Look, I'm trying to tell you. Shit, eight years in county. So, uh, all right, y'all. 